wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back! Miss me? And welcome back, folks, to another edition of WrestleRant Radio right here on EC Radio. I am your host, Bleach Report, featured columnist Graham Jason Matthews, sitting alongside RJ. How are you doing today, RJ? Good. How are you doing, Graham? Doing good. A lot to talk about here today. NXT TakeOver, Monday Night Raw, and of course this Sunday, I'm getting it right this time, WWE Night of Champions. We're giving our predictions for the show. It's a blockbuster show today, but just one thing before we get started, RJ. One question. Did you know the network nine the WWE network was nine ninety nine? Yes, I did. That that commercial that aired last night I thought was very well done. Yep. The advertisement for it on Raw is atrocious sometimes. Yep. In fact, they shove it down our throats. I love the network, but they try to turn yep, a but, heel on us. Yep. Yeah, like you said, it's atrocious, but like they're a company, they gotta make their money, obviously. Marketing throughout the company has always been great, so the commercial is very catchy too. So it is exactly, exactly, exactly. I look at the video. I played the video off of WWE's YouTube channel. It has like 800 likes, like 900 dislikes. And some people are just so sick of all the the network plugging. And it's understandable. But the the commercial itself, which aired twice last night during Raw, I thought was very catchy. Yep. And the network itself was amazing. And I, I mean, we drive that home every single week. But nevertheless, so this Sunday, Night of Champions will be on the WWE Network, streaming for free. Also on the WWE Network last Thursday. Better than anything we've seen on Raw in weeks, months even. Months. Yeah. I thought it was tremendous. We had the NXT Championship matchup, Fatal 4-Way. Easily, in my personal opinion, one of the best matches of the year. Adrian Neville defending the title against Tyler Breeze, Tyson Kidd, and Sami Zayn in a match for the ages. I thought that was fantastic. We had Bull Dempsey versus Bull, Bull, <laughs> Bull versus Mojo Raleigh in a quick squash, too. Yep. And all these other matches. So I'll break it down right now. Um, given our review of the show. Kicking off the show was the tag team titles on the line with the Ascension defending against the Lucha Dragons, newly named team, of Kalisto and Sin Cara. Now, they knocked off the Ascension after a one-year reign as tag team champions. We've got new title holders for the tag team division in NXT. So what were your thoughts on this matchup? I thought the match overall was really good. Um, I kind of hate Sin Cara. I feel like even NXT needs to improve a lot more. He kind of botches a lot of stuff. But uh, Kalisto has a strong future in the WWE, I feel like. Could be the next luchador coming out. So, um, and now that Dissension lost, I feel like now they can head up to the WWE and uh, fight against the Usos if they keep the titles. Hopefully, I mean, I heard they had a great series of matches with the Usos in NXT a couple of years ago. I wasn't watching at the time, so I wouldn't know. But the Ascension, they actually did make their debut, which is funny because we were talking about the debuts of like Breeze and Zayn and Neville last week here on the show on Monday Night Raw. And um, later on that night, at, or right before we did the show last week, was main event, of course. And the Ascension made their main roster debut in a match against Los Matadores. So it looks like they're going to be main roster bound before long, which is great to see. I'm a huge fan of the Ascension. A lot of their matches are very boring, but more, most of the time it's because they're squash matches, so I'm not really surprised. But um, I am looking forward to seeing them feud with the Usos. Hopefully it's high time we finally get them on the main roster. But um, we also had the debut of Kenta, which we'll get to in a little bit. But um, he might be, fe- or they might be feeding with him for just the next couple of weeks, which is fine. 
But um, that being said, though, a very good matchup to kick off the show. New tag team champions after a year. Who do you see stepping up to challenge Kalista and Sin Cara for those tag team titles? It's going to be a heel team, so... Any team that was in that tournament that we had a couple of weeks I'll ago. Especially the Vaude Villains. The Vaude Villains. I could definitely see that. Vaude Villains. We talked about this last week. Not a heel team. I want to see them take the twin titles at the, at some point. Um, Enzo Amore yep. and Colin Cassidy. I think Easily. they're great. Um, what other tag teams are there? There was the Ascension... The Vaud villains, like you said before. They we had, had Mojo and Bull Dempsey. Yeah, honestly. and they broke up. Yeah, and Sami Zayn and... What about uh, the French guys? The con- French. Oh, Sylvester Lafort and Marcus Louis. By the way, he in real life, Marcus Louis, his yeah. last name is your real last name as well. <laughs> so you share that in common, by the way. That's I've, awful. I've, <laughs> I found out about that last week, and he looked like a freak when he had his head shaved last week. That was comical. But um, nevertheless, so a great matchup to kick off the show. New tag team champions. Up next, we had... Baron Corbin making his debut. A familiar name. I knew I recognized the name before, but when he came out, he had no entrance. CJ Parker, I, as much as you hate, who's one superstar that you absolutely hate? The hate? Yeah. Doesn't matter what show or. Oh, yeah, like Ross Mack or whatever. Uh, like Big Show, you know? I don't hate, I don't hate Big Show the most. You know what I mean? First of all, he, uh. I was talking about this with Hef last night. My guy, I hate It's hard most. to think of one. I was thinking of sorry, I got this person's super card. Even though they're the best, I'd get rid of them. I'm trying yeah. to think what I said. I don't know. I'm not clicking right now. I'm thinking Big Show because that's one superstar that we have a genuine dislike. I don't for. Not like, like as show. a human, but you know, as like a. I'm just so sick of Big Show. I think is more so. It's more that. sick of Big Show. Yeah. Um, probably like Xavier Woods. I kind of hate <laughs> Xavier Woods. <laughs> Woods, which is the card that I have my yeah. my WWE super card. But what I'm trying to say is, is that whoever your least favorite superstar is. That's what C.J. Parker is for me. C.J. Parker is much better as a heel, but he's so great as a heel because I just genuine, genuinely I like, do not I like C.J. Like Parker. But anyway, he came, he came out, did his entrance, did his whole shtick. Um, the match lasted all of like 10 seconds even. Hit two moves. Baron Corbin was a sweet-looking finishing yeah, maneuver. Nice looking finisher. Knocked him out, picked up the win to nice Baron Corbin chance or whatever. Crowd went crazy. So Baron Corbin, any expectations for him going forward on NXT? I don't know. There's all other guys I feel like are due for more attention than he is. That so. deserve a higher chance. I deserve I feel more like attention. Kenta will and Prince yeah. Devin all that more. Yeah, and Kevin Steen as well. Yeah. Are you familiar with yep. Kevin Steen? Yeah. yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. He's been on uh, NXT. Or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ring of Honor for a long right. time, and I just got familiar. With, I I knew who he was, but I didn't get familiar with his work until like mm. up until a couple months ago. And he is awesome. Yeah, he's good. So I'm looking forward to when he makes his debut, and I like how they're spacing it out too because Kenta. Signed with WWE, a while I think. Ago. Yeah, like back in like July or something. So I like how they're spacing it out, make it mean something. And we'll get to the debut of Kenton just a little bit. But I thought that was very good. A good squash match from Baron Corbin and CJ Parker. Up next, what I thought was the low point of the show, and that's kind of saying something. It's kind of a testament to how great the rest of the show was. It was a hair versus hair match. So oh, Sylvester LaFour taking on Enzo Amore, who is very much enjoyable. I love his work. The matchup itself was really nothing special. It was fine for what it was. Enzo goes over after kind of a mediocre matchup, but instead of delivering on the stipulation, they shaved the head of Marcus Louis instead, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So the match itself was pretty... It was all right. It was, was the worst right. match of the night. Yeah, it was the worst match of the night. I mean, it sounds harsh saying that, but you know, compared to everything else, it was okay. But um, So the match itself was all right, and they didn't even deliver I, on the I feel like Enzo can't really run as a singles guy. I feel like he, he really needs no. Cassidy there to help him. It's really. vice versa, yeah. I think. Colin Cassidy, when Enzo was out with an injury for like almost eight or seven months or something like that, 
Colin Cassidy. It's not like I didn't like him. I but like Colin Cassidy. I like Colin Cassidy as well, but I just didn't see him as rising above a certain level as a singles guy. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the look. I've seen some people compare him to, like, Edge or something like that. But He's bigger than Edge. Oh, no, I mean, I mean in terms of look, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not build, but... Um, I just don't see him surviving on his own as well. I think Enzo brings like the mic skills and yep. whatever, and Colin brings the in-ring skills, or the mic skills for Enzo. But either way, I think it's a great package deal, which will flourish on the main roster, and hopefully they don't make him into the next Santino comedy duo like they have with, uh, with obviously, Morello these last seven, eight years. But uh, nevertheless, he had the low point of the show, Enzo and Sylvester Lafort, but like I said before, kind of more of a testament to how great the rest of the show was. Um, but up next, though, we had another great segment. We already kind of touched upon this a little bit. The debut of Kenta being introduced to the WWE Universe by William Regal, the new NXT general manager. Basically hyping up Kenta's uh, accomplishments, all that kind of stuff. Introducing him by his new name, Hideo... Uh, Hideo... Uh, Hideo Atami? I think it's it is. Hideo Atami. Hideo Atami? I know it's Atami. I think it's Hideo, right? I have no idea. I think it's, it's H-I-D-E-O. I think it's Hideo. I'm not exactly sure. Hideo, Don't quote me on that. Yeah, something like that. But um, new name for Hideo, I know I'm not mu- that much of a big indie guy, so I wasn't, like, enraged by the name change. But do you, do you really have any thoughts on that? I have no difference. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess Kento is easier to chant. I mean, he's more well-known by that. But I'm not really surprised that they changed their name, and here's why. They, that they changed his name, and here's why. WWE likes to take creative control of everything. Like, there's a lot of... Like, CM Punk is a very rare case in which they let him keep his name from the indies. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of anyone else. Even Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, he was had to switch it around, but they own the name of Daniel Bryan. So I'm not really surprised. But the new name, I guess he said, is like an homage to someone that came before him, a, a legend in Japan. So it makes sense. It's not like something dumb, like something Michael out of a name. Like Michael McGillicuddy, exactly. Can't get any worse than that. So it could have been much worse. And I, it's fine for what it is. I really don't have much of a problem with it. But um, that was that. Out comes the ascension to interrupt William Regal saying, we demand our tag team title rematch right here, right now. Give it to us. Kenta takes them both out to a strong debut for Hideo Itami on NXT. So any expectations for Kenta going forward or Hideo Itami? I'm sorry. Um, I don't see him doing anything too soon, but eventually I feel like he'll be in the title picture. Eventually, yeah. I think him versus Adrian Neville, who I, I've not seen the matches, but I've heard their matches and on the indies in the past have been amazing. And Adrian Neville is a great athlete, but in NXT, I think he's also great as well. And we'll get to Adrian Neville in the NXT title and all that kind of stuff later too. But I think Adrian Neville versus Kenta at some point, before they bring Adrian Neville up to the main roster, which I think is only a matter of time, regardless of whether he might flourish or not. I mean, that's debatable. We've talked about that here <laughs> before. But um, I do think they could have a great series of matches and as close enough to a money matchup as you can get in NXT, technically, because you're already paying nine ninety nine for the network. But yeah, very strong debut for Kenta. I thought that was tremendous. Great stuff there. Um, also up next, I think we had a quick squash match. Yeah, we did. Bull Dempsey versus Mojo Raleigh. I called that one. Literally, one-minute match at Bull Dempsey destroys Mojo Raleigh. And they've done this in the past. I think we talked about this last week, but Mojo Raleigh, who they were trying to protect for a long time, giving him, like, the Ultimate Warrior squatches, like, one minute, yeah. um, you know, get him hyped up, doing the whole Ultimate Warrior shtick. But the difference between the Warrior and Mojo Raleigh is that that was 30 years ago. It's really hard to get someone over in that fashion in 2014. The fans obviously did not do not appreciate Mojo. Right now they're, they were much more towards Bull than they were Mojo Raleigh. But um, I do like the approach they took with this and that they made it a one-minute matchup. It shouldn't have been any longer. The matchup was going to bomb anyway. So I think the fact they had Bull Dempsey go over as strongly as he did 
was a testament to how you know strongly they went to push him. Yep. So I thought that was great. So any thoughts on this matchup? No. Yeah, really. I thought it, it was. I mean, like I said, it was acceptable for, for what it is, and like I said, it's probably better than having exactly. a traditional matchup between the two. So Bull Dempsey, I'm not like in love with his character or anything no. like that, but it is a throwback to the good old days, like of like when they were like the big guys or. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't remember. So what, Taz, kind of. Taz, exactly. I think we talked about it last week. Um, I forgot the word that he used. It was throwback to something like to a guy from the '80s or '90s, like an old, old-fashioned big guy that can destroy anything in his path. But um, I think he does have potential. You know, give him a series of matches with Adrian Neville over the NXT title. Um, I think those could be a great series of matches. More so like with the Brodus Clay feud that we got a couple of months ago before Clay was like randomly released from his contract <laughs> or not really. Randomly, randomly was, but just yeah, yeah it wasn't really surprising but um, like kind of like that kind of you just don't have them wasted within an eight minute matchup like a no DQ rule which they did with Clay which was a complete waste of time um, but they could build up a nice view though so yeah. I'm looking forward to that so good stuff there from Bull Dempsey and Mojo Raleigh up next which I thought was another great matchup continuing the streak of strong women's wrestling matches at these live NXT specials Charlotte taking on Bailey for the NXT women's title these two, unlike some of the past matches that we've got, well, I mean, Paige and Emma had some history, and Charlotte and Natalia really didn't have much at all, aside from the whole family lineage thing. These two, they're, how long have you been watching NXT? Me? Yeah. Since it pretty much started. Since it pretty much started, like, two years ago, or, like, NXT, like, the original the show? The original show. The original show, so you've been watching it at Full yeah. Sail, too? Yeah, so, obviously, then you would know, and then the Charlotte and Bailey friendship yep. that they had, they even recapped it in the yep. video package, which I thought was great, too, with, like, Bailey crying and stuff. Great stuff from the production team. But um, they recapped the feud nicely. They did a very good job of that. And so we get to the matchup. Another great matchup from Charlotte and Bailey. And I'm not even a big Charlotte fan. I think she's come a long way in a very quick period of time as champion. Um, there were some botches, and you pointed yep. that out to me while watching the show, and I definitely <laughs> saw that. But it still was a very good matchup, yep. though. Much better than anything we see in the main roster nowadays, which is odd considering we have a feud between Paige and AJ, two of the, two, two of the best women's wrestlers in the world, and they're not even using them to their full potential. But that's another run for another day. Um, but a very good matchup here. Charlotte, surprisingly, going over clean to retain her NXT Women's title. After the matchup, after the matchup out comes Sasha Banks to attack Bayley. Um, Charlotte saves her. So kind of a pseudo-face turn. It's not really official. Maybe teasing it or a three-way feud for the title. It hasn't really been confirmed yet. It's only been one week. So that being said, what were your thoughts on the matchup and what do you see as the future for the NXT Women's title picture? I thought the match overall was really good, besides the couple botches they had. Um, yeah. Even though Bailey lost, they made her look strong. She kicked out of the... I think she kicked out of a finisher. Out of the moonsault, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, kicked out of the moonsault, which yeah. is very botched. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly the what it was. The moonsault was so bad. Yeah. didn't even close to touch It could have been worse. It could have been worse. <laughs> no. I'll give them that. She did the moonsault, and then she didn't make contact. She just, like... Obviously, they always hit the mat anyway, but... It was just the fact, the way that she executed, the, and the camera way the camera angle, was angled, exactly. that was so bad. But it whatever, was, it came off. It did not come off well. But um, but um, besides that, I like Bailey a lot, and Charlotte's. She's getting better, but I don't know. I like Bailey a lot more. I like Sasha yeah. Banks better too. So they're all very talented. Yeah. I think. I think Charlotte just needs some more time before she gets up to yeah. the main roster, and I think they're very determined on putting Ric Flair with his daughter, and I think he's he's currently hospitalized, yeah. so I don't know when he's going to be back, but. Um, and I, I'm not going to say it's for the better, but I think it's better it's that better they, that she stays down in NXT. Longer. Exactly, exactly. I don't think she's ready right now. Bailey and Sasha, I don't even think are ready right now, but they will be very, very soon. I think Bailey can get over big with like the PG audience. 
But um, this is a great matchup as well. Hopefully they can continue the title chase with Bailey. And that's the best part about this too, because I know. Did you predict a Bailey win last week? No, or? I think I said Charlotte. Charlotte as well. Yeah, I think Charlotte. I, I predicted Charlotte. And I thought she should have gone over here, and a lot of people were disappointed, which is understandable. But I liked it because it keeps Bailey going after the title like a Daniel Bryan kind of thing, yeah. and it's different with the Divas. And I told you that last week, but. I think if you keep her in chase mode, it will make that title win when it, when it eventually comes, whether it be on an episode of NXT or at the next live special in January or whenever it is. Um, it's going to mean more. It's going to be a great moment, so I look forward to that. She's got a new theme. we got the new entrance. She's got new everything. So everyone thought that she was winning the title on that show. It was not to be, but she will win the title at some point. And the longer the reign for Charlotte, the better. She's only held the title for, what, like three or four months? Yep. So it wasn't long enough. But um, very good matchup from the women there, continuing the strong streak of great women's matches on these NXT specials. And, of course, we get to the main event. Fatal four-way matchup for the NXT title. Match of the year contender written all over it. Adrian Neville defending against Sami Zayn, Tyler Breeze, and Tyson Kidd. Um, it started out a little slow, which I'm actually kind of really glad Really slow. Yeah. So I'm thinking, is it not going to live up to expectations? But they quickly built the pace a little bit over the course of the contest. When you get to the finishing sequence, the last five minutes or so, I thought were fantastic. Yeah, a lot of crazy, over-the-top maneuvers. Everyone's just doing this and that every two seconds. It's crazy. Um, I can't even put it in words how amazing these final few minutes of the finishing sequence of this matchup was. But um, great stuff there from start to finish. In the end, Sami Zayn hits his finisher, gets Tyler Breeze for the one, two, three, or gets him for the one, two. Before he can get the three, the camera angle. And I mean, I would. I mean, I was still suspense anyway, regardless of how this was. But camera angles in wrestling, you can always tell when someone's gonna pull the referee out because the camera, the camera's in like a certain place in the ring, like right next to the turnbuckle, and where you can see someone pull the leg of the referee right out of the ring. So that kind of ruined it a little bit, not so much or hardly at all. But um, anyway, Adrian Neville pulls the referee out of the ring, shoots him a quick look, um, hits the four fifty or not the four fifty. I'm sorry, the red arrow gets the one two three still. The NXT champion. Oh, he did on the outside. Yeah, he like went to go get him and kicked. Yeah, that was a great, yeah, great move. So he knocks out Sami Zayn, gets the one, two, three after a red arrow. Still the NXT champion. So RJ, your thoughts on the matchup, the outcome? Were you disappointed? Um, Because I think I said Sami Zayn and you said Breeze, right? I said Breeze, yeah. Yeah. So we were both wrong there. But um, your thoughts on the matchup, the outcome, and where the NXT title picture goes from here? I thought the match was really good. Um, Like you said, started off wicked slow at first, but then. That last five minutes was ridiculous. Everyone Absolutely. was hitting all these ridiculous moves. The suspense was really there. There was a couple times I thought Tyler Breeze was going to win a couple times. He, like, hit like, oh a, a finish out of nowhere and then throw something out of the ring. But yeah. um, throughout the match, I really started to like Sami Zayn a lot more. I don't know. Something about him. He's just, like, just very entertaining. So crazy. When he did that, like, through the turnbuckle DDT, oh I went God. nuts. You saw a rival, obviously, right? Yes. That He did that to Cesaro yeah. back And they said that on commentary, yeah. too. That was that was crazy. He is so impressive yeah. in the ring. I love it. And then I was I was kind of pissed when AJ never won. I was like, yeah, I, a little bit. Too, I kind yeah. of like got mad. I was like, I kind of hate him now. Yeah, yeah. The, the crowd had that yeah, kind of vibe they too. Did. They didn't like explode in excitement. Like, wow, what a great match. They were not, like more like pissed that yeah, AJ like, never won. Oh, damn it! Like Sami Zayn didn't win, and yeah. Sami Zayn, an absolute I don't know Oscar or whatever the award is. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, an Emmy, whatever. A slammy. Slam, exactly, a Slammy Award for best reaction ever after that match. You just see him sitting there for a solid like, two or three minutes with that facial expression on his face, and given how disappointed he was that he did not come away with the NXT title, it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, you said you were kind of pissed at Adrian Neville after the match. I think everyone ended. else was too. Like, they were just like, like a, kind of like a heelish way to win. Exactly. Too. So everyone was like, 
Fuck him. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the thing is, is that even before the matchup, they showed, and I, what I really liked about this matchup was that not only the buildup in the last couple of months, which we both said was fantastic last week, but going into the matchup on this show, they aired video package for all four guys, you know, claiming their the interviews and stuff, claiming why they will walk away mm-hmm. with the NXT title. And when it came time for Adrian Neville's interview, and I thought it was a bit weird, they were kind of already teasing a heel turn even before all this went down. And he was saying that people think I'm too cocky, I'm too confident. Um, people don't he's think he's beaten all of them already. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he kind of had that heelish vibe to his interview. And this, to me, and it's not official yet, it kind of solidified that they are planting the seeds for a heel turn for Adrian Neville. And it's going to be kind of the same thing in my mind anyway, what they did with Tyson Kidd a couple of months ago, in which he loses to the babyface challenger. He challenges for it again, loses again, kind of gets a little frustrated. But this time, he's in the champion role. It's the champion that's going to be turning heel in that it's going to be Adrian Neville, which I think is great. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go over, maybe in NXT, because like you said, people are pissed and they want Sami Zayn to be champion by this point. Um, on the main roster, he's going to be a babyface. I don't know if he's going to be pulling a Big E kind of thing where he's a babyface or a heel in NXT and a babyface in the main roster because Big E did that for a while in early 2013. But Because um, his offense screams babyface. Mm-hmm. But if he can kick it up a notch in terms of heelish actions and stuff like that, and even if they don't opt him to turn him heel, I'm completely fine with that. Cause, but the the only thing I would have a problem with is turning Sami Zayn heel. They wouldn't, I don't think they'd do that. I think he's just so over right now, much more than Adrian Neville yeah. at the point where they I don't think they can turn him. It's like a Daniel Bryan kind of thing where they tried to turn Daniel Bryan with the whole Wyatt family thing and yeah. it didn't work out yeah. and they had to go back on it. So, and, and the, speaking of Daniel Bryan, he had the best comeback in WWE for. Quite a long time, like you know, in terms of his offense and stuff like that. Hottest comeback in the WWE. I think Sami Zayn is taking that from him very quickly. I think on this show, if you go back and watch him um, when he's doing his moves, the 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 uh, Kazuko kick or whatever he calls it, when he hits that in the corner, crowd goes crazy. They're ready to see a new champion crowned. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn on the mic in the ring, his whole character I think is great. Adrian Neville. The only difference between Neville and Zayn is that. Neville, I don't think, and we'll talk about this right now, we might as well, and we've talked about this before, but we might as well get into detail about yeah. it. I don't think that Neville can get beyond a certain level on the main roster. I mean, he's a very talented wrestler, as Pac, as Adrian Neville, whatever. And he can talk, he's not a bad talker. It's his, his accent. It's his accent that really holds him back from being much, much more. So I think that's the only thing that's going to hold him back on the main roster. And I made this comparison when someone asked me a couple days ago and that he might be the next Evan Bourne. And I don't know, I mean, he might, he's much more of a spectacle to watch in the ring than Evan Bourne, but in that he can't really talk, and he's a better talker because he's improved over time. His promos a year ago were atrocious, but he's gotten better. Um, Maybe you put a mouthpiece with him or something, I'm not exactly sure. I just see him as more as a tag team star. Yeah. If he ever made it, when he makes it to the roster, I just don't see him as... Intercontinental champion or U.S. champion at that. Yeah, like the Dynamite Kid. Someone made that comparison as well. I think he could be a brilliant tag team star, yeah. you know, if given the ball too. Um, you know, his size, I think, and kind of his look. And I know it sounds dumb, you know, saying that from a, like a Daniel Bryan fan or something like that. Because Daniel Bryan, who would have thought like he would have ever had the look of a world champion or the size? Because he's on the relatively small side too. But Adrian Neville's even smaller than he is. That guy's like a dwarf. You know what I mean? <laughs> he so, looks like one. Yeah, too. exactly. So I can't really just. I don't know. I would love to see them prove me wrong. I, I, love I feel Adrian like Neville. Sami Zayn and Tyler Breeze are a better chance than he does. Yes. I think Tyler Breeze, if you evolve and tweak the character a little bit, I think he can succeed in the main roster. Adrian Neville will be too, but I just don't think he'll get beyond a certain level. Sami Zayn, I think, can. 
But that being said, though, I love the outcome of this matchup in that it keeps Zayn in chase mode. If you have him lose one more time, that might be pushing it a little bit. And that, Who's Sami Zayn? Yeah. I think you need to have him win in the next special. What would you think if they didn't even give him the title and he just went to the main roster and won a title? I'd be disappointed. I wouldn't be pissed. Like, hmm... I don't know. I think... Oh, oh, wait. Went to the main roster and won a title. I think if, he, if Cesaro wins it, comes, comes to Virus Series time, Zayn comes and beats him with Cesaro. That's Cesaro. what I was thinking. I think we talked about this on the show before and that and I think just Zane, never won the NXT Championship. Would you have a problem with that? Not really a big problem. That's a good question. I wouldn't have a huge <laughs> problem with it, but I think they built it up for so long that I think he needs to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? To complete the story. Um, and I think... I see him, someone asked me when I expect to see Sami Zayn on the main roster. I expect him to be on the main roster personally around WrestleMania 31 time. Like right afterwards, like Rusev came up this year, Paige, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas. Emma. I see Emma. Well, she came up a little beforehand, but around that time, exactly. I see um, Sami Zayn coming up around that time right after WrestleMania because I think right now he'll just get lost in the shuffle, especially with the product being as bad as it is. Um, you could do that, you know, have him debut, win the IC or US title, as you said, if Cesaro wins it. That could be great. I just don't know how well he will be booked going into WrestleMania season, you know. He'll just be ending up on another dark match on the show or something, or another Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I don't think he deserves, you know. But if he wins it, like Cesaro, you never know. I don't know. I feel like you brought Sami Zayn up, he could have tons of good matches. I believe so, yeah, with like Daniel Bryan, Seth, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, there's so many guys. Just, exactly, because they're all the best wrestlers exactly. on the roster, exactly, but... I think Sami Zayn has a future in the main roster, but as long as they don't turn him heel and have that great matchup that we've all been yep. waiting for between Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn over the NXT title yep. and culminate the story with Sami Zayn winning that belt, regardless of whether Neville is heel or not, I think it's going to be perfect. Yep. He's going to get a great reaction from the Full Sail crowd. So that closed off NXT TakeOver. What were your thoughts on the show as a whole, and where would you rank it against the last two NXT specials? I thought the show all around was pretty good. None of the matches really were that bad, and I think it was probably the best special they had so far. Really? Really? A lot of people, and I agree with the general consensus here, in that I thought it was the worst of the three so far. And it sounds <laughs> it sounds worse than it is, because the last three, the last two were just so great, and I think the last two, as a whole, were better than this one. I think this one had its moments, like Charlotte and Natalia had a great matchup, um, like the card for Takeover two, or Takeover One, I'm sorry, as a whole, I thought was better. I thought I'd some probably, better I, just, I feel like I just don't remember the first one. The, uh, I I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, I know we had Paige and Emma. We had a few squash matches. We had Ascension fought. Uh, oh, Grandmaster Sexy. No, no, that was Takeover One. What? Arrival. Arrival was Grandmaster Sexy, Sexy and Scotty Duhati. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, so um, that was a Yeah, they fought uh, Kalisto and El Local. Yeah, that wasn't a good match, yeah. But everything else in that show I thought was great, though. But like I said, the fact that we're even debating this is a testament to how Bailey awesome Bailey versus Sasha Banks, are. that was a dark match. Yeah, Adam yeah. versus Camacho, that match sucked. <laughs> Sension versus, that was that, that match sucked. Tyler Breeze and Sami Zayn was good. Natalya and Charlotte were good. And then Adrian Owen and Tyson Kidd. I think, well, I think that had a better, well-rounded card. I think this show... It had a few good squash matches. We got the debut of Kenta, of Corbin, uh, of Baron Corbin. But um, yeah, even so, though, regardless of what you thought of the show, I thought it was very enjoyable. Where it ranks up against the last two. I don't know. Look at the other ones. I feel like this one was way better. Like Cesaro vs. Sami Zayn, that's good. Mojo vs. C.D. Parker, not good. Ascension vs. Too Cool, not good. Paige and Emma, Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods in a no contest. 
And then Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas. I think TakeOver 1 was better than TakeOver 2, but you can put it on par yeah. with Arrival, though. I mean, given all the squash matches and stuff. I think the squash, the, the filler matches on this show, with the exception of Enzo and Sylvester, mm-hmm. I think were very good. They were only like 30 seconds long if you combine the two matches, but they were both very notable. One introduced a new guy, and the other one put a, another guy over like tremendously in, in yep. Bull Dempsey. And then we also got the debut of Kenta, which I also, I also thought was very well handled, too, but... Great show overall. Yep. I look forward to the next NXT special. Has not been announced yet, obviously. When it will be? Any speculation? Probably like November, December, probably. No, yeah, yeah. Prob- if I had to take a guess, probably December. Uh, I don't know if they would do it right before Christmas. or Maybe. Christmas. They could be. When's Christmas? I think it's Sunday this year. So maybe Thursday before Christmas? I don't know. Uh, Christmas, I think, is on a Thursday this year. Is it? Maybe on a week before. Yeah. So they could do it on the on the Thursday before because I know well, they have Christmas TLC special. Too. What Christmas special? Christmas special, exactly. <laughs> they had NXT on um, on Christmas last year too, which I thought was pretty cool. They had that they had a great matchup between Cesaro and Regal last year on Christmas, but that was it though on that show. But anyway though, um, yeah, either December or January, whatever it is, I think it's great. And do you agree with the sentiment? Maybe this is just me, and that I like the fact that they keep these specials a couple of months. Apart, and that yeah, we got them every month, they wouldn't be special. Exactly. So I like the fact that they're spaced out that way, and I look forward to the next one. So that was NXT Takeover. Going into Monday Night Raw, we're not going to dissect everything from the show because there really wasn't much to dissect. But we'll get to the biggest talking point from the show: John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock Lesnar, the return of the WWE World Heavyweight Champion to the flagship show. John Cena gave Paul Heyman an ultimatum at the start of the show, saying, "If you don't bring Brock Lesnar to the arena by halftime," You're going to get some. So your thoughts on the approach first, on the way that was handled, and Cena kind of, quote-unquote, bullying Paul Heyman, and also the approach of the whole halftime thing. I feel like the bullying thing, it's just like, how is he going to like get Lesnar to come? So that's like the only like tactic they can really use for that. Yeah. So it's what it is. And then halftime, that's just all ratings. And pretty much, like they can't really... It's yeah. the only time people would actually change over. So Well, I think the... That that's fine, but the way that they promote it or like or said it, I guess, is the way. Or like is, halftime. They kept saying that. Like halftime. Saying, yeah, exactly. I thought it was half point of the show at one point. And it was nine thirty. We already had another match or something, but they just kept on saying halftime. But in a way, it's also kind of persuading viewers to not tune into the show for the rest that's of it and like tune in for Cena and Lesnar, but you don't have to watch the rest exactly. of the show. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that was smart by WWE standards, but I thought the segment itself was very good though. Yeah. So, because we also got Brock Lesnar and Cena brawling a little bit, a little preview of their match on Sunday. I was going to be very let down if they didn't make contact at all, because they haven't. I feel like Cena kind of attacked him like heelish a little bit, too. Like, Lesnar didn't even get in the ring before he even attacked him. Like, Lesnar was coming through the ropes when Cena started Oh, yeah, right, him. right. Yeah, he and just then he threw right Cena out, and then Cena kind of like jumped him again. Yeah, like when, when he blindsided yeah. him. Exactly. So, I think they're trying to, you know, drive home the point that Cena is desperate to beat Brock yeah. Lesnar, and then he's going to go to his lengths, like, you know, become... You know, a heel or something, or whatever Paul Heyman said, not, obviously not heel, but kind of go to the quote-unquote dark side yep. to beat Brock Lesnar. That's what he's looking for. So either way, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I mean, I'm interested to see how they... It won't be a squash again. They can't be the same exact matchup, but I'm also interested in seeing how they handle it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But any more thoughts on this segment? Not I just really. thought... Yeah, I thought it was all right. I, I thought it was well handled and definitely one of the better points of the show because Brock Lesnar... And I don't think we talked about this last week. And being the Brock Lesnar fan, I don't think that that you are. I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't think that Brock Lesnar needs to be on every show. 
and that spacing him out. I think in the last he hasn't been on the show since the night after SummerSlam. Has anyone really noticed? Not really. And I'm not saying that as like a Lesnar's an afterthought or anything, yeah. but I'm saying in the fact that in his absence they've been having these great video packages. Yeah. And they've had Cena and Heyman doing all the mic work. Exactly. So it makes really no difference that Lesnar is on, not on the show, or, you know, is on the show or is not on the show. It doesn't really matter. Less is more. They just need to like just reiterate the fact that he's there. Exactly. Like a video package every week would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it really depends on how long he goes without making an appearance. Right now, the last time he was on the show was a month ago. But when he comes back, I have no idea. Like he works the match at Night of Champions. Is he going to work? I mean, whether he walks out as champion is still in doubt. We're still exactly. thinking he will. But, I mean, they when he's going to be at us. Yeah, exactly. Is he going to work on the Cell? Is he going to work Survivor Series? There was a report recently that came out that said they they can use Brock Lesnar. They just have to pay him more for more individual dates. So I could see that happening. They could bring him in for Hell in a Cell to have another rematch with Cena. Not, no. really, not really my forte, but oh, I could see that happening. God. Um, I don't know what else they could possibly do with Lesnar. Maybe just keep him off TV until Survivor Series or whatever. Whatever they do, um, it will be interesting. But nevertheless, I think Brock Lesnar does not need to be on the show every single week for him to make an impact, to have his presence felt, because I think Paul Heyman succeeds in, in doing that for him. You know what I mean? So good stuff there from John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Other points from this show, we'll talk about this real quickly. Why it was in the main event, I have no idea. <laughs> Mark Henry rallying the United States against Rusev. So I'm thinking that something's bound to happen. I made the joke on Twitter that Kurt Angle better have returned, and obviously he was not going to. But something had to happen to justify why this was going to be in the main event. It closed up the show. The crowd was you know, receptive towards Mark Henry getting the better of Rusev, which is something we really don't see all that often. But it really, I, it, it's not like it was illogical to me. It was just very odd, especially for a go-home show for the pay-per-view you're trying to promote. Why not just go off the show with Cena and Lesnar? You know what I mean? More reigns are on. Exactly. I mean, I guess if they wanted to put Cena and Lesnar in the halftime slot, whatever, then they could have easily gone off the show with Reign and Rollins, who had a very good match, and we'll get to that in a minute. But to have the show go off with Mark Henry and Rusev, maybe, I guess one can argue that it made their match feel more important, but aside from that, did it really build any more excitement for the pay-per-view than you already had before? No. Not really. I feel like lately they've been trying to like get lower matches. Like, like they had the whole like Stephen McMahon and Brie Bella and yeah. Raw a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Like obviously that wasn't good either, but I don't know. You just gotta stick with what's the main event right now. They don't start like screwing up the end of the show. Like I could care once I saw like I'm like, wow, that's weird. Like Rollins and Reigns ended kind of early. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they exactly. Don't, they usually run over a little bit, like, what's left? And it's like, the rally of the crowd, I'm like, you need to shut the TV off. <laughs> yeah. uh, just mute that and put the football game on. I yeah, I'm about, thinking, is this a house show? It. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is this a house show or what is this? Because you usually... Uh, Mark Henry, I mean, uh, I was a fan of Mark Henry when he was in the Hall of Pain thing, but you, this is not a main event exactly. worthy segment, you know what I mean? So to go off the show, that was a little weird. But the only thing in my mind that justified why this could have been in the main event was to test the waters of a Rusev main event run. Happening sooner rather than later. We all know it's going to happen eventually. And a report came out today speculating the same exact thing, and that this is something we've seen reported before in recent months, is that a Rusev versus John Cena feud might be in the works for at some point in the foreseeable future. So, few questions. Do you want to see this happen, and do you think it should happen? I just see it as being like a second coming of Cena Umaga where he just beats him, ends the undefeated streak in the Umaga, a.k.a. Rusev goes nowhere afterwards. I guess to a point it would be something for Cena to do, but 
no way Cena will let him get over. So in the, no in the way, map, absolutely exactly, no, no way. chance. Exactly. So, so the feud shouldn't happen at exactly. all. Exactly. It's kind of like what they did with Ryback. Exactly. They made him a monster, and then Cena just deflated him. Yep. And uh, the, the undefeated streak ended, and then it was just over. And he was he was okay for a little bit, but after he turned heel, that was when Cena kind of put the final nail in the yep. coffin. And then he went back to bullying people backstage in like the catering area or something like that. So <laughs> that's what's going to happen to Rusev yep. if they don't handle this properly. So I also do not think that we should get a feud between Cena and Rusev at any point, whether it be next week, next month, whatever. Um, a Cena versus Rusev feud would not be beneficial for either party. Like you said, the only reason why I could see it happening is if uh, just to give Cena something to do. Because I don't think... Rusev, I, I think that's escalating him a little bit too like quickly. His in the ring is not that good either. Rusev's not good in the ring, I feel like. I think he needs a great opponent. He can go in the ring, but if he has a solid enough opponent, like him and Big, Big E had a good matchup at Payback, or maybe, was it Money in the Bank? No, I think it was Payback. I don't know which one it was. But they had a very good matchup. Swagger, eh, their matches were kind of boring too. He needs like a good opponent to go with. Maybe like a smaller guy, like a Daniel Bryan, maybe could get a great match out of him. Um, I'm trying to think of any people that he can work with and he can get a good matchup. Like, like even the Mark and Rusev thing goes back to that. Why this goes off the show and the match is probably going to be a dud on Sunday. It makes no sense to it's me. It's like a Mark Henry Big Show match when they used to fight. Exactly. No one really likes watching two big guys fight, really. Yeah, exactly. It's so boring because they're not... It's he's a lazy like, way I guess he's it. somewhat athletic, but Mark Henry is zero athletic. Exactly. So it kind of like not like Big Show and Mark Henry used to be the most boring matches ever. Oh, and late yeah, like, late like two guys used to lean on each other, and just yeah. like so bad. That was not good. I feel yeah, like but a world title, nevertheless. If Cena can't really work well with Bray Wyatt, I don't see him working well with Rusev. That's a good point. Yeah, because they have very similar builds, and I think Bray Wyatt is miles better in the ring than Rusev. But I just don't see that working at all. I I don't think it's it's too soon, too soon, too too quick, too soon for Rusev. The only thing that would make sense would be if they did him against Cena. Just another t-shirt Cena can make in the United States. Uh, you can't see yeah, me right. sure. Yeah, With exactly. the wristbands and everything. And he'd be the big American. And besides that, I don't see anything out of that. I don't see anything good coming out of the feud if they were to do it. Just like I said before, just to give Cena something to do. But aside from that, it's really kind of a waste of time for Rusev. And I will say this, I'm not a Rusev fan. But they've built, they've built him up well. I mean, they've had him go through the Jobber Nation... It's the mid card. It's kind of going up there it's to Mark really Henry. Mid card. I don't feel. I feel like Swagger's really mid card. I feel like he's lower end of mid card. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's working his way up. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Mark you know Henry's I mean? some has been too. Yeah, I know, but he's more relevant than Jack Swagger is. You know what I mean? He's a former. Jack Swagger is a former <laughs> world champion. But you know what I mean. You're trying to like throw Swagger down a little bit, like he's a former world champion. Wait, Swagger was too. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Throw but, Del Rio in there. Yeah. Oh no, he didn't face Del Rio though. I wish. Yeah. You should have squashed him before they before they booted him out of the building. <laughs> but um, yeah, that feud should not happen. No. Speaking of feuds that should not happen, we talked about this last week, and it's looking like it's coming true. Bray Wyatt versus The Big Show. Now, we said, what's next for Bray Wyatt? We said this months ago before we left campus as to what's going to be next for Bray Wyatt. Is he going to... I mean, after the whole few of the Cena ran its course, we didn't see Jericho really, coming no, in. no idea Exactly. Happened. So that happened. That lasted a few months. Now they're looking for something for him to do. They wasted through the Cena feud way too quickly before he was a year into his main roster run. They did that whole thing at WrestleMania. They burned through it. He already feed with Daniel Bryan, two of the biggest faces in the company, Already feuded with Chris Jericho on his way out anyway. Roman Reigns is the only guy that makes sense, and both guys need wins right now, so I really don't see what purpose putting these two in a feud right now is between Bray Wyatt and Big Show. Your thoughts? I just feel like they kind of, like, screwed Bray Wyatt. He was so hot, and now he's just 
No one could give two shits anymore. I think the biggest problem they have with Ru- with Big Show and Bray Wyatt is exactly it with Cena and Rusev in that I, I just can't see Bray Wyatt going over Big Show. When was the last time Big Show ever put someone over clean, like a straightforward, clean feud? You know what I mean? The guy never loses. And I hate the I hate the argument that the guy's an attraction in 2014. How many people do you know <laughs> say, I'm going to a wrestling show today to go see the Big Show? No. I don't care about I mean, John Cena, Sheriff, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, The Shield, Dean Ambrose. People are so hot for Dean Ambrose right now. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. How many people do you know say, I want to go see Big Show? Nobody. Exactly. No one's here. Let's say, let's go see Kali. Exactly. He's not an attraction in 2014. Maybe even five years ago, if that. In 2014, Big Show is hardly ever on. He's in meaningless matches. He serves no pur- He serves no, no purpose. purpose at all. At least Jericho is putting people over in the feuds and in the matches. Big Show is not doing any of that. It's such a waste of time. And I just in their match last night, and I mean, I really don't put all the blame on either Wyatt or Big Show. They just don't have chemistry. I mean, who does have Big Show chemistry? Chemistry with Big Show no one. this day and age. You know what I mean? I don't think match- anyone ever did anyway. Exactly, and the matchup was just so boring. And then this is only one week removed from when Bray Wyatt defeated the Big Show. I'm sorry, defeated Chris Jericho in a great la- a steel cage match. Then he gets DQ'd against the Big Show. Exactly, and after needing help from Luke Harper and Eric and then Crow. they get beat up by Big Show after they got. And I think I use this term usually more often than not, but this is applicable to this situation in that they've been buried. <laughs> they have been absolutely buried. I can't remember the last time they won a match. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are they are, the Wyatt family as a whole is such a great act, but, but they've they wasted been, it. Been skin screwed. The last absolutely couple screwed of months. the last couple of months by the hands of John Cena. Um, Jericho really did all the best he could. I really don't blame him at all. He tried to put over the Wyatt family the best he could. He made the feud as much as he could. But even that was really to no avail up until the Steel Cage I feel, I feel like once he lost a scene at WrestleMania, it was Wyatt really all downhill from there. was gone. He just, his whole like year went down the tubes. Let's recap He here. beat Brian, Daniel Bryan. In a great, great match. Then he beat the Shield at Elimination great Chamber. Matchup. Great match. Lose a Cena, then his steam was dead. Oof. Like, we knew he was going to win Extreme Rules in the yeah. worst match ever. Yeah, that's so what I was going to say. Yeah, that, that followed that up. Yep. And then Battleground, or Payback, got screwed at. Yep, lost there. For that stupid there. freaking yeah, the, Cena the dumb shit. Set. Yeah, the production set. Yeah, shit. That was terrible. That was awful. Yep. And then Money in the Bank, he was just in the championship match. He Complete lost. afterthought, yep. He really didn't have any big spots, so I was there. He didn't yep. have too much. Um, he didn't, now. And then Jericho lost it at Battleground. Yep. Not a good matchup, yeah. And then just won again at Mon- uh, Raw. Yeah. He's so, only really won two matches that have been somewhat big in the last couple yeah, months. Yeah, some notable relevant matches between Jericho. And you knew once he lost at Battleground, he was going to beat Jericho at SummerSlam. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. And I just don't... I Like I said, like we said last week, I don't really blame it on both or either Jericho or Wyatt. They tried to make the most of the few that they could. They just weren't really given the creative range. Too busy worrying about Rusev and Mark Henry. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Complete waste of time. So I'm not really happy how they're treating the Wyatt family right now. Some people have been saying, "Oh, he's going to be nothing more than a nothing guy in a couple of years." I wouldn't say that much. It's only been a few months. We'll have to wait and see where we it goes. See, we have to see where he goes. He has. I don't want to ta- jump the gun here. I'm not going to jump the gun, but he has <laughs> enough talent to be one of the top guys, just like a Big E did. He had the talent to be a top guy, and where is he now? Losing the Seth Rollins and money, main event. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They just—I feel like they just give these guys a little push, and once they get hot, 
they know eventually gonna start cooling down eventually. Everyone does. Unless you're Cena. Exactly. He never loses, so it doesn't matter. But just like just give the guy a chance. They just screw him over in the biggest matches that he has. It's just not fair for him. And in any momentum that they have, in any like any brief point of momentum that they give him, what like with the win over Jericho, they've ruined it the next week by having him lose to big shit. Buried by John Cena. Yeah, exactly. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. I think the, it was the next show after SummerSlam. The next night, he got, that was the night they got buried. Oh, it was, yeah. Wait, was it? Yeah, I think it was. It was the worst Raw ever. Oh, no, no, that was eight days later. That was eight days later? Yeah, because the next night, I don't think he was even on the show. But yeah, eight days later, literally the worst Raw of the year. That was an absolute joke of a show. Oh. Comical stuff from WWE when it comes to the Wyatt family. But here's hoping they can rectify the track. They can uh, right their wrongs with the Wyatt Seriously. family going forward. But... I think that's going to do it for our quote-unquote raw review. There's really nothing else on this show that really need to be talked about. Jack Swagger and Bo Dallas had a matchup. Awful. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Namor, uh, Naomi and Cameron. I saw that. <laughs> the, the hype Did you see that she Divas. tapped out before the submission was even Did in? she really? She tapped out before. I was watching things someone put on on Facebook. She tapped out before she even got the whole submission in. Oh like she had, a, She was still trying to get her leg over her face to like lock in and she already started tapping out. Her and Rose and Mendes are so freaking good. The thing is, I see Cameron has a future, and she's just like, she hadn't. You can't really blame her, because she. Like, they were saying, Natalia was saying the other night, and he was like, yeah. most people have two or three years. She was there for three months. and You can't really blame it all on her, exactly. You can't really blame her. She has a good look. On w- it's on WWE that they have to bring her exactly. back to NXT. I don't really know why, in bringing her back to NXT, she would have. There's not a chance that she would be brought back. Look at Bray Wyatt. The guy was Husky Harris for God knows yeah, how long. Yeah, but that's different, though. He has talent. True. That, that's a good point. Good point. She just like she's just like a glorified valet at this point. She is, and she like got Eva mad Marie. at that one. Yeah, remember when she was gonna be said to be a valet for Naomi? Just like Summer Rae. I don't think Summer Rae is that good either. Summer Rae is miles better than Cameron Naomi or not Naomi. Not I'm Naomi. Sorry. Naomi's great. No, Naomi's really good. Cameron Rosa Mendez and uh, who's the other <laughs> hates one? Hates Rosa Mendez. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Eva Marie. I think the three. Hates Rosa. I hates Rosa Mendez. We talked about this before. It became popular. I hate on Rosa Mendez. And how few matches she's won she's in the last won, like, six two years. Said, and like, they said that. Oh my god, it was so freaking comical. I almost peed my pants listening to this. They had the, the cast of Total Divas. It wasn't really the cast. It was Brie Bella, Eva, and Cameron. <laughs> two of the worst wrestlers in WWE today. On with Brie Bella. Um, on Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho's podcast. And they talked about Rosa Mendes joining the show. And Cameron goes, Hey, did you know that she hasn't won a match in six years? And Jericho's like, Yeah, I heard about that. And they were talking about it for like That's a solid so minute. Funny. It was so funny. But, um, yeah, Rosa Mendes is terrible, bottom line. But yeah. even still, though, that, that is total Divas talk for today. Um, from there, we'll get into our Night of Champions prediction for this Sunday. And we talked about this before the show went live. I think it has the potential to be a good show, a very good show, but it's on WWE to deliver. Like, last year I said the same exact thing, but it was not a good show. What I don't get is why NXT always has good shows and WWE always has these lackluster shows. It's the same company. It's lesser talented guys on NXT. You have the With better less experience. Exactly. Yeah. And then these guys come out there and have like dud matches and like I don't understand that. I don't know. I just want to say that. I don't get that at all. Are we talking pay per views or overall? Pay per views. Raw and SmackDown and NXT like Raw, the show is. Even too? NXT has usually has better matches than Raw does. It does, yeah. It just like I don't understand. It's the same company, same people are running it. Like I just don't understand why. Yeah. yeah. But it's what it is. Because I remember TakeOver One, everyone was so excited, then they're like 
oh, we're going to try full out for payback. Like, yeah, we'll try to outshine Exactly. Like, their own competition is themselves. Their own NXT competition is, is NXT, which is the developmental league, which exactly. is terrible. Yeah, development. The fact that developmental is outshining the main roster is shows how pathetic the main roster, whatever state it is in at the just moment. creative is not there right now. It's so comical because I, I don't know where I read this, but I guess... How many monkeys do we have on the creative team on the main roster? We have like freaking 30 people writing the show. No, nah, there's not that them. many. Not I've, 30, seen, I've but... seen a script. There's not too many people. No, but you know what I mean, though. They have like a handful of people writing Raw and SmackDown. The thing is, I feel like they have too many yes and no people. They do. Like, yeah. I feel like Vince and Triple H don't see eye to eye. They do not at all. Vince is so out of touch with the product. And say what like... you will about Triple H, but he knows what's best for Like, no, no <laughs> pun intended, but he knows. You know yeah, then I mean? they just have other, just like, age and stuff like that that are there, but. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like. Vince McMahon just needs to just step down. He Give won't. Give it to Shane. Yeah, he won't. Give it to Shane. But the thing is, I think that, you know, with so many soap opera, I think that's the thing. The soap opera writers are writing Raw and SmackDown, or mostly Raw, because SmackDown's irrelevant nowadays. Yeah. NXT is being written by two people, I heard. Two freaking people are are, written, are writing these shows every single week. Yeah, because NXT's not more of it's, a soap opera. It's more of a wrestling show. Yeah, exactly. It's only an hour, so it's kind of, it's hard to compare and put them on the same level. Raw's three hours. It's it's a lot different. Yeah, but you can take the best hour of Raw, and it'll still probably be the best hour of NXT. Exactly. There's no stupid segments. Comedy. There's no there's, segments, there's exactly. There's no sports entertainment on NXT. There is, it is a wrestling show, show exactly. from start to finish. And, or, uh, yeah, NXT TakeOver 2, Fatal 4-Way. Okay, the LaFort stuff was kind of dumb. I mean, that was it had sports to get some in there. But whatever sports entertainment, quote-unquote, that they have is entertaining. Like, LaFort is legitimately entertaining. Or not LaFort, I'm sorry. Uh, Enzo Amore and Colin yeah. Cassidy. They are really, really funny. But for the most part, is a wrestling show. Yeah. And the fact is, if you're an NXT talent, do you want to go to the main roster? Do you want to become an Emma, like where she's having great matches with Paige at Arrival? The next month, she's on the main roster... What, is she wrestling on Superstars and something? So. I haven't seen her wrestle in so long. She hasn't wrestled in forever. So Got that's trouble the thing. Do you stealing want stuff. It? Yeah, exactly. I mean, going <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to the main roster, you get paid more and stuff like that, but are, is it really worth it? You get more in-ring time, you get more promo time in NXT. I don't get it. I absolutely agree. NXT is absolutely outshining the main roster right now. It's ridiculous how badly, like, yeah. we have TakeOver 2 a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and that's so much better. It's going to look bad if Night of Champions doesn't match that yeah. excitement. Payback was an exception because it was a good show. Yep. So that was what it was. But if Night of Champions doesn't deliver, it will solidify the fact that NXT is the better brand. And that's what Triple H is calling it now anyways. From there, we'll get into the Night of Champions predictions. Well, not really a prediction, but the kickoff show, which they announced, I'm very glad they don't have Adam Rose and the Bunny versus freaking Titus O'Neil and Slater Gator or whatever. I'm glad that was not announced at the pre-show or Jack Swagger and Bo Dallas. But um, we have Christian returning to, hope the, to host the Peep Show with Chris Jericho. Um, even though Jericho is already in a match on the show, we're having Jericho in this Peep Show segment with Christian to kick off the kickoff show, whatever. Um, what do you think the purpose of this serves? What is it? Maybe just to hype up him and uh, Orin. Because Orin and Christian have had their feuds in the past. So they maybe, have as well, yeah. Maybe comes out when RKO is Christian or something And Christian like that. and Jericho have history too. Yeah, so, yeah, so maybe Jericho something like that. Yeah, like you said, the feud is rushed, so maybe this segment will kind of add a little something to it before they right. have a match later on Still in the night. Still, they just rushed that feud way too fast. They have, and I think it had potential too, because I don't know, maybe it might have been not four years ago today, but it was around this time four years ago that he punted him in the head. And they have mentioned that in a few times, like here and there, like that writ, that uh, wrote Jericho off TV yep. for a while. But and they should touch upon that more maybe in like the video package, which they never do. Like another thing to kind of go back to this, NXT, you know, their video packages for TakeOver, they show the history between Bailey and uh, 
Bailey and Charlotte from a year ago. They acknowledge that kind of stuff. WWE doesn't acknowledge anything they did like a week ago. You know what I mean? Like a month ago. They don't acknowledge anything, but I digress. Um, so what do you think about the pre-show? Any thoughts on it? Just, just another pre-show. Just going to add to the Jericho-Orton matchup yep. on the show? Pretty much, that's what I thought too. I think there's a very, very little chance, like this much of a chance. Um, you can't really see it. Oh, um, I mean, RJ can see it, obviously. <laughs> but very, very small chance of it actually leading to uh, like a Christian and Jericho versus... Um, a Kane and Orton match with Jericho hey, face Kane. Kane. I no, no, it's official. The worst, the person I hate the most. He's won three matches this is year. It's corporate Kane and Adam Rose. Not and Adam Rose. Rose. You're not Rose. I hate but. Adam Rose. <laughs> but I hate corporate Kane even more. Yeah. So that's the free show for Night of Champions. Kicking off the show. The United. I mean, there's no, really no order. We're just going down the line here. United States Championship matchup: Sheamus and Cesaro. Who do you got? Cesaro. Cesaro. I think they had this matchup with Payback too. I think the match itself has a lot of potential to be great. And I think they have a lot of great chemistry, too. The feud has been well-built. It's been solid for a mid-card feud. But I think it's time you give the belt to Cesaro. Yeah. I had some hope when they gave it to Sheamus. But after that, I mean, they really killed it. They, kind of, they haven't done terrible booking <laughs> for Sheamus. He wasn't on TV for like a solid exactly. three weeks. Exactly. So you got to give it to Cesaro. He has to yeah, something out of this whole uh, under the job Memorial thing. Well, were we talking about it before the show or on the show about the Memorial Battle Royal and how they completely wasted yep. Cesaro since then? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think giving him the title back on the show against Sheamus is probably the best booking decision. So, two for two here, Cesaro, new United States champion. Um, next up, for the WWE Tag Team titles, the Uso is defending against Stardust and Goldust. Not exactly RJ's favorite team, but nevertheless, your prediction for this contest. This is actually one of the harder ones I have to think about. It could go either way. It like, a lot of these matches way. on the show could go either way. I'm going to say Stardust and Goldust. You think so? Yep. New WWE Tag Team yep. Champions? I'm going to go with the Usos here, because like we said before, I think the Ascension is going to be promoted to the main roster and go after the Usos for the Tag Team titles. I could definitely see Goldust and Stardust winning here, especially given how much they've lost during the course of this year. They've lost a lot of matches. So I could see that, lead, I could see that leading to a Tag Team title change here, putting the Usos in chase mode. But then again, I thought the Wyatt family would win at Money in the Bank, and they didn't. So or at Battleground, I'm sorry, and they didn't. I thought they were too, but yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Ascension won't get pushed right to tag team championship contending right away. True, true. So maybe they switch the titles and maybe give them back to the Usos. But, or they could just uh, even just have the two heel teams fight each other. They've had the Rose Brothers fight Usos at the start off. Yeah, yeah. I could, so I, I, yeah, I could see teams. that happening. Yeah. Um, so you guys start us and Goldust. Yeah. Even I, got, I hate them. I just I don't know. They has that. There's something has to come out of their... Out of this feud, gimmick. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened to Goldust. I know he was supposed to be leaving soon, but I guess that, I guess he signed an extension or something because he's still here after after SummerSlam. I guess our uh, I hate Stardust. Our booked out Cody Rhodes. Our, our booked out feud between Cody and uh, Goldust didn't pan out pretty well. I remember when we booked that, and after we left campus, that's when he went to Stardust. Oh my god, I hate this. Cody is so much over as himself. So much over. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely they ridiculous. That one up, we can go on a rant about that for like an hour about I why he's Stardust. <laughs> it is so stupid. It is a dumb gimmick, especially when his brother is already doing the same thing. And after Goldust just, leaves. It just doesn't make any sense because he's already over. It's not like he was like Michael McGillicuddy. Exactly. It, it's he's not like a trying to do Exactly. He was already over as himself when he had that great match against Orton about a year ago. Remember on Raw? Ridiculous. But you've got new tag team champions yeah. here. I got the Usos. We'll have to wait and see which one of us will be proven wrong there. Up next for the Intercontinental Championship, Dolph Ziggler defending the title against the Miz in a SummerSlam rematch. Who do you got? Ziggler. Ziggler? 
I don't think they should take the title off Ziggler this soon. I mean, it's only been a month, Well, then again, they took the title off The Miz, but they probably realized that Ziggler was a better fit for the IC title. The whole R. Ziggler and the Damian Miz Dow crap, Stupid. it is very dumb, and I don't, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. <laughs> but that being said, um, I would hope that, I mean, it's probably one of the better feuds that we've gotten over the IC title in quite some time, because there's an actual feud over the IC title. Granted, the focus isn't on the title, but there's a feud at least, you know what I mean? So, I got Ziggler here too. Ziggler and Miz usually have good matches, so hopefully it will be a great match from Miz and Ziggler to um, at, at Night of Champions, whether it kicks off the show or not. Divas Championship up next. Paige defending the title against AJ Lee and Nikki Bella, not Brie Bella, in a triple threat contest. This is a matchup that I could see any one of these women coming out victorious. Who do you got? AJ. AJ? Really? I would put her third on my list of people who you think is going to win. You really got AJ? I think Nikki Bell is going to go over here to continue the feud with her embrace. She'll get involved somehow, but I think Nikki wins the belt here. Not saying I want to see it happen. I think Paige should have a longer reign with the title. But um, I see Nikki going over here to continue the feud with Brie over yeah, the championship. But why wouldn't Paige get a rematch then? They have, they've done that in the past. They only do rematches when it's convenient. You know what I mean? I think they should give her a rematch. I think they... AJ at least... They could do an AJ Nikki feud. You know what I mean? I think Paige, the Paige AJ stuff, it was very good at first, but the whole lesbian teases, the problem with it is, and I mean, it's entertaining for us male viewers and stuff, but you know it, that given that it's a PG product, that they're not going to go all the way with it. So the thing really... is, I, feel, I can see this, you saying Nikki Bella because I feel like Paige and AJ can fight without the title. Yeah. They're good enough that they don't need the title to really be in the picture. But I just feel like AJ is so over right now that she deserves She is, yeah. I think th I, they never really take any consideration of the fact, and last night was a perfect example when they gave all four women entrances, or I guess with the exception of Paige. Brie Bella comes out, and I mean, Brie Bella, I mean, she's gotten herself over, but AJ comes out, gets three times the reaction that Brie does. It really goes to show how over she is, and hopefully they can build on towards a Stephanie-AJ feud, which they did tease a couple of weeks ago, which hey, I think possibly. could be great. What? Hi, boss lady. Yeah, exactly. I love that. They had a segment about a year ago too, yeah. where she called her boss lady, and I think that could be a great <laughs> feud. If the if they could make the most out of a Brie and Stephanie feud, one can only imagine how good of a feud Stephanie and AJ could have if they treated it properly. Like I thought, a Paige AJ feud could be great, but they botched it. Yeah, I, I think the feud's been good. The matches have been good. And that's yeah, all I really care. It about. could be worse, but I mean, the direction with the whole not crazy teaming one week, teaming against each other, and the next week is what confuses me. It could be better handled, and it could be worse. I'll say that much. But anyway, who do you got going I on? I said AJ. AJ? So new Divas champion. New Divas champion either way. I think Nikki Bella will win. I think they'll just have Nikki Bella get screwed by Brie. And then continue the feud not over the championship? Yeah. I would hope so. They don't need a championship. They don't need anything for that feud. No, they don't. Because no. what would like what's, what would be the significance if they fought and Brie Bella won the championship? It wouldn't, because the title wasn't Because then who would she fight all. then? No one, because no one cares. Cameron? <laughs> the exactly. speaker of Cameron, I feel like if they keep like like these like lower end like deer feuds going on far, they could have like a decent like tag team match at Survivor Series, they keep it going. Well for the Divas? Just the Divas, like Team AJ against Team Paige, and they could yeah, have like Brie Bella. Yeah. On her on AJ, they could have Naomi, maybe ba maybe Bailey bring oh, yeah, bring up some extra. Bailey, I think they yeah. should like for like they think like pre show and like First match, you bring up NXT matches more. Just build, yeah, I, I like, like the, that. Just like showcase NXT on exactly. Raw. I thought they were gonna do that last night. No they such do. luck, but and they called in Sami Zayn, Neville, and Breeze to work to cut next couple of tapings Raw and SmackDown. So maybe it's dark matches. I'm not yeah. exactly sure, 
But um, yeah, either way, I really want to see more of that. But what were we getting here? Oh, the, the Survivor Series. Yeah, they could definitely do that with the, the Divas they have right now. Natalia, being, like Summer Rae and her. Yeah, they exactly. Could, they have enough, like, on, like, little small enough feuds that they could make a decent match for uh, Survivor Series. They just can't do lazy booking, that's all. I mean, the lazy booking in that, the total Divas versus true Divas, that was so AJ's dumb. not... I wish AJ was on total Divas, but... Yeah. Really? Imagine if AJ ended up accepting the invitation, because I know she was offered a spot on that show, but she turned it down, and that's where the whole pipe bombshell came from about a year ago. Um, but imagine if she was still on it. Or she was on it from day one, okay? And this whole thing with CM Punk went down, and he was on the... Like, John Cena's on the show all the time. They probably wouldn't show him, though. What, you think if AJ was on the show, they wouldn't acknowledge their relationship? Really? You think so? Too much. CM Punk's that kind of person. I don't think he would want him to be on the show anyway. Too much, too many bad terms. They would not want him on the show. No, but I mean, bef- no. What I'm saying is that with AJ, if she started off the show like last summer. Oh, oh! If then, they started off, I think they acknowledge that. Yeah, you know what I mean. If, if, they, if she started joining now, no chance in hell they. Oh do that. no, no, no! They wouldn't acknowledge it now. But I'm saying like if she, if she was there from the start, like from season one, and this whole. How thing long have they Punk, been dating for, anyways? They got um, married, but yeah, they got they married really, in June. They really weren't dating for much longer. Cause when I heard the rumor that AJ and Punk were going out, she um, was like making out with Cena and Kane and Cena yeah, Bryan, exactly. So. And CM Punk, I thought was still with Lita because I know they were a couple at one point too. I think it's been about a year. I, I want to say it's been about since October Jesus. or November. Smarter than him though. Put it really on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, He's living the I, don't know, I feel like that's just so weird though. Like she was like making out Daniel Bryan. He's still dating Brie Bella, but yeah. I guess it's business. I guess it's I don't know. business. It's whatever's it best for business. business. <laughs> so, <I guess. laughs> exactly. So, so AJ, I got AJ. So. You got AJ. I got Nikki Bella. Either way, new Divas champion being crowned for our predictions anyway. Up next, RJ's favorite match on the show: Rusev versus Mark Henry. Who you got going Mark, up here? Uh, Rusev. Rusev, yeah. I, I don't think... That was another reason why I think they could have made him into Raw, is if they wanted to snap the streak of Rusev. But to Mark Henry, it really makes no sense. So Rusev goes over here after what should be a dud of a matchup. Yeah. Um, so I got Rusev there. Up next, Jericho versus Randy Orton. Your thoughts? Rush feared. I've been saying it all night. Rush feared. Jericho's on his way out, too, for what it's worth. So, I'd say Orton. Orton? Yeah, I think it's easy. I feel like Orton the match... There's no real winner, because Jericho's leaving, and then Orton just fighting... A bad feud because there's nothing, no other baby face for him to wrestle right now. Yeah. He hasn't won a pay per view match since what? Uh, Elimination Chamber? Because he lost to Mania. He lost the title Mania. Lost to the Shield at Extreme Rules. Lost to the Shield again at Payback. Lost, lost the title match. Bank. Money in the Bank. Lost the title match at Battleground. Lost to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. So, they definitely have to fix him with a win here. I just feel like he's another guy that's kind of just treading water right now. Yeah. He's another heel treading water because they have no faces. That's another exactly. thing. They have no faces. That's exactly... I don't think they... It's or, it's not like, oh, Orton Sale, let's turn him babyface. That's not it at all because I think he works better as a heel. But there's just nothing for him to do. He just needs a solid... He just needs a solid babyface. They kind of rushed him and Roman Reigns a lot, too. Wait, Orton and Reigns? That feud? They did. I think they could have had... I think they could have naturally built up. It was there. The build was there yep. between Triple H and Roman Reigns. And then they went with Orton and Reigns instead. And now it doesn't even look like they're doing Triple H and Roman at all. They might at Survivor Series. You never know. I hope they do. But I'm glad they're not giving away on this show because that would have been too soon. They're to give away Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns because I'm pissed about. But Yeah, we've got to talk about that. We'll get to that in a minute. But who do you got going over here? Jericho or Orton? Orton. Orton. I got Orton as well. Up next, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Match that we just saw for free on Raw. Clean finish. Roman Reigns goes over. What's the point of having this match now on pay-per-view? Either way, what's your prediction? <laughs> Reigns. There's Reigns. no reason for Rollins to win. I honestly don't get it. Unless, unless they, he loses. Unless Kane gets involved. There's no chance. There's, it has to be involved. Reigns will never lose clean. Nope. 
and I just don't get the booking at all. No. If anything, have him win dirty on yeah, Monday exactly. Night Raw, then, then beat build- him clean on. This is stupid. It makes. If anything, <laughs> even if they're gonna like repeat it, like if Kane came out and beat him on Monday, maybe Reigns gets over on Kane at Night of Champions and beats him. But the, just the clean booking just made no sense at all. And it was a good matchup, too. It was. It, it was a first-ever matchup between two. This is the thing, too. This should have been hyped up more than it was. It wasn't even like it was hyped out a week out, and then they delivered it. They just gave it away for free on Raw with very little hype. It's two. It's a match between two former members of the, one of the biggest factions in the last 10 years, and they gave it away for free on Raw with a clean finish. Like, what kind of... What kind of booking is that? Like, there's really no upside to that whatsoever. Now, the matchup in Night of Champions should be good, but like I said before, there's really no reason to care. And I also have Roman Reigns going over here, whether it be clean, dirty, whatever. Um, I don't know if Ambrose gets involved, and that sets up that. He'll probably come back on Raw on Monday to set up, you know, the return for Monday. I don't see them giving away the finish here, or giving away the return of Dean Ambrose here. But you've got Roman Reigns. I've got Roman Reigns as well. Time for the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Brock Lesnar versus John Cena 3 with the title on the line. What are your thoughts? Should just uh, feel be more like their Extreme Rules match, obviously. It won't be like the SummerSlam. It'll be more back and forth, but I have Lesnar winning. I'm surprised they didn't make it a no-DQ match. They should have, but... They should have. Maybe they, they've done that in the past. They've added a no-DQ stipulation to big matches on the pre-show before. So they could do that on Sunday, but... We'll have to wait and see. But either way, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I'm seeing, I'm intrigued and see to to see how they handle it. Because like you said before, it's not going to be a squash match. It can't be the same match that we saw at SummerSlam, which I thought was very refreshing. But it has to be more of a wrestling matchup in order to engage viewers and give Cena fans uh, a reason to believe that he could win here. Could you see them maybe ending it not even in a finish? Maybe Cena gets... They still an injury angle. Yes. And that maybe Lesnar just kicks his ass so bad again that he just injures him and it's done. Interesting that you mentioned that. I thought you were going to say that Cena gets like the better of Lesnar but gets himself DQ'd or something because I've heard some people say that and build into a Hell in the Cell match. But like I said before, I really don't want to see another matchup between these two at Hell in the Cell. I, I want to see this feud end here. Because I think they built it up right after Battleground, going in and out of champions. They don't need any more Cena and Lesnar. They've really milked it out as much as they possibly could. I don't know. As what long Cena. as they milked up the Bray Wyatt and Cena. Yeah, exactly. Much. We were like, oh, please don't do it again at Payback, and they did it again at Payback. So, and it's not even like they need a third rubber match. They had this is the rubber match. I mean, not counting their matches from like 03, 04. Or I think it was Backlash 03, but we had. John Cena go over at Extreme Rules, which they acknowledge on TV. Which is so stupid, but we're not going to get on that. It's another rant for <laughs> yeah. another day. Two years later, makes still makes no sense. Brock Lesnar goes over at SummerSlam. Essentially, this is the tiebreaker. This is the rubber match. But the thing is, the first two matches pretty much were squash matches for Lesnar. The first match Extreme Rules, Cena only got two moves in. Exactly. And with the chain, FU wins the match. Yep. So both matches were squash matches, so I, I'm intrigued to see how they build exactly. this match. Exactly. Because Cena's looked so poor in this feud. He got, he beat him at Extreme Rules, which shouldn't have happened. Got his ass kicked to SummerSlam, which he should have happened, should have ended at Extreme Rules. That should have happened at Extreme Rules. So exactly. I just, they're going to have Cena like more back and forth. Like, I don't know. Like, they can't really sell that because he's got his ass kicked twice already. So. Exactly. And it make Lesnar, I, I don't want to say make him look weak, but to have Cena kick Lesnar's ass on the show... Would make, make him sense. seem not as dominant. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's really a lose-lose situation. But either way, yeah, I'm also intrigued to see how they handle this. But you've got Brock Lesnar. I've got Brock Lesnar as well. The only thing that makes sense with Seth Rollins is that if Seth Rollins lose on Monday, lose a night of champions, 
Cena wins here. They have Seth Rollins cash in, do that feed over the title going into the fall, which I do not want to see. I mean, Cena and Rollins would have a good feud, but I think it's way, way too early to take the title off of Brock Lesnar. It's way too early for Lesnar, but the only way I could see that is like, if you just like, you got to really pony up some big money for me to keep coming back. Exactly. I think he can't leave. I mean, if he if he leaves after WrestleMania, I think the thing is is that after he finally loses, what left is there for him to do? Nothing. So he can't come back if he loses his matchup. He's not going to come back. He shouldn't come back. So and then he won't work WrestleMania, so it won't make sense. So he needs to win here. Hopefully WWE knows the that. The only way they'd let him leave now if he was fighting Rock or someone. Yeah, WrestleMania, and that no. match should not be over the title. If it had to happen, it should not happen over no. the title. It wouldn't make any sense. And hopefully it's not Cena again. What? Cena what? Cena, Lesnar again at WrestleMania. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Absolutely no. Give us something new for once. Hopefully it's... I would like to see Cena, Daniel Bryan again at WrestleMania, to be honest with you. Rematch from SummerSlam last year. I think that doesn't even need a title. That does not need a title. No, you know, do the rematch. Supposedly he's coming back soon, so... Yeah, Daniel they said Bryan. by... No, I, they said November. I, I don't put much stock in that, but... They said earlier than that. They said really? that WWE wants him back for Survivor Series, and they said he might be back earlier than that. I would love to see it, as long as he's back 100%. But uh, he'll definitely he's be the back money. He's gonna lose his house. Call Brie Bella. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Borrow money from Cena. Brie Bella. Quit. That is so ridiculously yeah. fake. Brie Bella. Like, they didn't even buy that. Too. Like the thing is, like, is like they have so much money. They didn't even like in the show. They didn't buy like the nicest over the top house. Like they didn't, we have yeah. a budget. Like you're making so much money. What do you mean you have a budget? It was it's so all for dumb. show. It's all for show. It is all for show. But even that makes no sense. She's like. I want a new floor, want new housing, yeah, want new Just get a wall. new house at that point. Exactly. And then she just goes, show. at the end of the show, she's like, oh, we're on a tight budget because if Daniel Bryan isn't on the road, we're not making any money. What, is this 19 freaking 95 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's not like his contract. No exactly. It's not like his contract. He just doesn't get paid because he's not working. Exactly. This is not the indies, Brie Bell. Exactly. This is WWE and she gets paid to- probably a decent amount of money as it is. She has, <laughs> exactly. They do, like, throughout the show, they do other things, too. It's not like she's just there. She's a model. She models. They've been on shows and stuff. Exactly. There's so many appearances. The they don't just show up for the appearance. Just now, no money. They get paid to go to these things. <laughs> It is stupid. It's just TV, but I love yeah. the show, so. Yeah, I'll still watch anyway. Despite I can't wait. Some reason we're asking it this weekend. Yeah, I know. That, they showed that clip. Of are they going to have it still this weekend? What, Total Divas? Yeah. Yep. They still air it during pay-per-views. It just doesn't do a big buy rate because all the wrestling fans, which... They got have two TVs. What? They got to have two TVs in my room. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Bold. Watching both. Exactly. Yeah, Cena Lesnar is going on. You got to watch Total Divas and it's Summer Rae. Summer Rae versus Natalia's going to be happening on one screen. Exactly. Cena versus Lesnar on the other one. So, either way, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. It should be an interesting episode for both Night of Champions yep. and Summer... I, I'm sorry, and so Night of Champions <laughs> at Summer... Night of Champions yep. on and, Sunday. Yep. So, that's going to do it. I'm looking forward to Sunday night. Like I said before, should be a great show if... If word, keyword is if. If they book it correctly. I don't have much hope. I don't have much faith that they will. No. It's WWE. I mean, I said the same thing last year, and that show was atrocious. Night of Champions 2013. So hopefully they can uh, they can uh, learn from their past mistakes and deliver a good show. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of WrestleRant Radio, Talking Raw, NXT, Night of Champions, and everything else in between. Any other thoughts before we go off the show? RJ, before we get to the plugs and stuff. Any other thoughts? Nothing? That's it? That's it. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode, folks. Uh, I'll get to your cheap plugs in just one second. Actually, we'll give you cheap plugs right now. Go right ahead. Uh, and shout-outs because... I know, Jeff Stone. Jeff Stone, Stone I, I have to do all the shout-outs today. <laughs> so I got Molly, Jeff Stone, Cam Burns, Sus, Jamie, Shannon, everyone else. 
If you're listening, I got you. Uh, on the Twitter, at Raymond underscore Marceau. On YouTube, Ray Marceau. I got some videos on there. So, uh, And your blog as well, too, right? I got my blog on my Twitter, so I got that, too. And at WrestleRant. At WrestleRant, you got it. You can tweet me and follow me at that link. You can listen to WrestleRant Radio every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Central Time at live365.com backslash stations backslash ectv73 and also you can listen to full episodes of the show on the website nextairwrestling.weebly.com at the official archive every episode for the last year is up there check me out on facebook as well youtube same thing and that's going to do it for this week's show thanks for listening live we will be back next week with a night of champions review and much much for much much more it's going to be a big week for the wwe night of champions raw shaping up to be a very interesting time for the wwe in the world of wrestling as a whole. So, once again, folks, thanks for listening live, and we'll see you next week.